that, that was one of my questions. Well, I kept thinking about it and I wrote down like 50 questions as I kept going along. Alright, so should we get the mm -hmm. sh shizzle on our roads? Yeah, might as well. We start recording. Sh sh shizzle. Ch ch chia! I want, I, chia pets. I want a chia that looks like me. Ch -ch -ch chia. <laughs> well, let's get this going because we might actually stop. We might actually get it done by eleven. We might. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is going to be one of those late, late episodes where we we just babble about just, nothing. We do thirty-five minutes, and it's probably one of our best episodes. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's dark tourism. All right, let's do this. Are we recording? Yeah. Dark tourism. Tourism. Dun dun dun. Anything with the word dark in it, I'm going to go for, yep. except for dark chocolate. Also, we're pair babble. Blah, blah, blah. Dark yeah. pair babble? You're just blah, 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 blah. We're pair babble everywhere. La dee da. Rob. Come on, they're listening to episode number 83. 83. They should know where to find us by now. I know, but what if they just like come across us for the first time? We always have to think about that. Look, I know. You I always have kidding. to look out for the next person. If you're listening for the first time, you can reach us at parababble at. Podcast.gmail.com. Podcast Allison might have that right. Also, at Facebook. And on Spotify and iTunes mm -hmm. and Stitcher mm -hmm. and Podbean. Yay. Yay. So we're going to go into, we're going to delve. Ellie, Rob, and Jeff. Yes. Ellie, Rob, and Jeff. Sounds like a show. That's who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dark tourism. That's dun, what we're dun, talking dun. about today. I think that was me. Um, we're going to go down into a dark little hole. Of dark tourism, which is not just the show, it's the concept of... It's also called black tourism or grief tourism. Okay, yeah, there Grief? You go. Mm -hmm. That one I did not hear. It's Going on vacation to dark places. It's defined as tourism involving travel to places historically associated with death and tragedy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so why did we want to talk about this? Because... That's what we do. We talk about dark things. Because it's fascinating. Because <laughs> we don't understand it. Don't We don't understand it? No. Really? Do we have answers to a lot of this stuff? I don't know. I think we have answers about what dark tourism is and why people want to do it. I did you watch the show that was on Netflix, Jeff? Yes. What did you think about it? Because, Rob, you'd already seen it, right? I've seen most of it. Okay. Okay. So for the, I, yeah. For the general public... Pretty good. Yeah. But right? for the hardcore fans who get into like the nitty gritty, I wanted to see more. Yeah. Well, you know, they got to keep it PG. Somewhat. Yeah. And, you know, I did go online and read some articles about the show itself, the series, and how it's a basically a miss. Um, they didn't go far enough into the whole thing. And right, like you said, you got to keep it within a time frame and a show and... I'm sure you can trail off into a thousand things off of one of these episodes. But um, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I know you were r really hyped up on it. You got to watch, you got to watch it. And I watched it. And I found myself watching three or four episodes in a row because I was like, oh, they're going here. They're going here. Okay. And that was cool. But I think by the time I got to the end of all of it, I was like, I just wish there was a little more on the, do I want to say darker side? I mean, let it go a little more in depth. Yeah, they didn't really, they just like... They they made it this for the public eye. Yeah. You know, like when they went to Fukushima. 
they started flipping out a little bit when their uh, Geiger counters were like what two point something, and it's supposed to be like a point something, and you know the the bus driver is starting to get nervous. And the bus driver's been doing this for a while, making some money. So, you know, they start putting little little potholes in their theories and stuff. It's like they've done this crap. It's like all right, well let's get you know go show me some fish. You know, go show me something that's like tore up. I mean, I liked it when he started investigating in the buildings as it fell, the arcade and stuff like that. I said, well, give me some other places, you know. That's where I think some of the minds that watch this really, you know. Yeah, because he just went on a, he, a lot of the things, he was just going on like a tour. Yeah. Just so like an actual tour that anybody can go on, which I guess makes sense, but still, it's like you want to get more in-depth. Well, you got to go on these tours because that's the only way you can get into some of these places. Oh, they got a Netflix show. Like when they pulled up Grandma. Was it Day of the Dead? Which one was that? I forgot what episode number that is. They, Grandma was wrapped in like 35 like pieces of cloth. And they pulled her up and then they feed her and they talk to her and they take care of her for the day and stuff like that. Um, that was kind of neat. I mean, you don't get to see that. But it's so funny you say that, Rob. Like you, have, you have to get a tour to go see that to get in there. So these people are aware of what's going on. You know, it's a tourism business now. Right. Well, that's the bottom line. You want to be making money, right? Right. Everybody's got an angle. I think for me, what was so interesting about it is that some of the places that he goes to on the show are places we've actually done episodes about. So it was cool <clears> to <throat> kind of see, you know, like the suicide forest. Like we did an yeah. episode about mm-hmm. that. And to see him go through, you know, a place that we talked about, mm-hmm. that we knew about, I thought was cool because it's like, oh, yeah, we actually know about that place. Mm-hmm. Like I knew exactly what they were talking about when yeah. they had the ropes running and the different yep. strings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But again, to me, I'm I'm a horror guy. I'm a deeper, darker type of person when it comes to that stuff. I want to see some bodies, not in a disrespectful way, but I want to see it and or just like dig deeper into it, like yeah, for the, like yeah. the suicide force when he said, "Oh, there's one over there." Yeah, and but even before they went in, there's a car there, and they're like, "Oh, the car's been parked there for weeks." Yes, the guy's a journalist. Look into it. Exactly. See Do who a follow the car up. belongs to. See if they've been reported missing. Well, I think you have to. We have to, you have to be careful about that kind of stuff, though, because it's a fine line with all this dark tourism mm-hmm. stuff, right? Very fine line between, you know, trying to be respectful of what's going on there. And, yeah, I agree. Like, he's a journalist. He probably did have that instinct. But if he truly has been missing, you know, you think that that person has a family. Mm-hmm. That person they might even had know. a life. Right. And then... Do you want to be the one that? Yeah, you Hello, know. I by mean, the way. it's really that in itself. I mean, it was kind of. I. It's very eerie when you see that car, and it could have just been somebody whose car broke down and he just left it there because he didn't have the money to get it towed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, of all places, right? <laughs> I mean, it could be like any any scenario. But I think what gets me about this stuff is that there is that very fine line between is it like morbid curiosity or is it disrespectful you know i mean i read a lot of stuff about places that people were going and they're like taking selfies at and like laughing and you know like oh look at this over here like Mm -hmm. snapping the pictures and i could see how that would be really upsetting you know not to like make this heavy right out of the gate but like 9-11 Memorial is on there as like a dark tourism site. That's what I, I jotted that down with mm-hmm. a question mark. Like, is it considered right. dark tourism? So, it, it, I mean, it meets the standard, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's 
It's a place where a huge Massive, tragedy happened, yep. and people go there as a tourism site. Mm-hmm. And I, so being from more downstate of New York, you know, that has always been a, ever since that happened, it's been a very serious thing. And even when the anniversaries happen, it's still very serious. And I went to the memorial two summers ago now with my mom and my brother for the first time. I went to the Freedom Tower, you know, did the whole thing. And when we got down to the memorial, it was very somber. And this was just a regular day, wasn't like close to the anniversary. It was just a day during the summer, but it was so quiet. And I think if I had seen somebody there like laughing and taking a selfie, I would have been very, very upset about that. I probably would have like said something. I don't think I could have let something like that go, you know, because it's just, like, I get that you're coming there for the, the mm-hmm. you know, the voyeuristic part of it. But at the same time, like, you have to be conscious of the fact of where you are. And what happened there. Yeah. Well, that's, speaking of places, uh, Pearl Harbor. Is that dark tourism? There's bodies that are still buried underneath there in the, in the, in the ships. It did pop up mm-hmm. as a place in the United States for and this. It's funny you say with the selfies and stuff. My mom went back there in 77. She wanted to go. And one of the most irritating things, and this is probably the equivalent to someone going there and kind of joking about it or, you know, being lighthearted about where tragedy is taking place. She said there were so many Japanese tourists coming to see Pearl Harbor. And to her, well, she, you know, she's a service person, but still, uh, just as a, a civilian human, that was disturbing to her because that's what their country did to us, and yet they're coming here to take pictures of it. Well, we go to Hiroshima. And we go to Hiroshima, right. You know? Right. I mean, I think if you're coming to a place for the historical relevance of it, mm-hmm. right, because you want to, you know, pay homage to whatever happened mm-hmm. there, you know, you want to learn more about the history of it, you know, like, I know somebody that just went and visited the concentration camp at Auschwitz. It's another place I jotted down. And I was like, at first, it was like, why would you want to do that? And in talking to this person a little bit more, it was like, okay, I get it. You know, they they have a background from Poland. They have, you know, right. their family ties. I get all that. Like, and to, you know, understand fully the ramifications of something that horrible and to go there and pay your respects for, you know, people that have passed. But there's other people that go there just because, like, ooh, you know, so many people died here. And, well, you know. it's it's the opposite of an adrenaline junkie where they have to have that adrenalized, like, I got to go here, I got to jump off this bridge or I have to go off this cliff or I have to go here. You have the opposite going on where people are attracted to darkness, death, tragedy, people are pulled into it you know why do we watch the evening news oh it's a beautiful day out look at the flowers no we're a lot of people and the way it's set up is it's the negativity that comes off of tvs death murder um around the world wars well yeah you're um, absolutely right yeah that's the fine line that's what i I wrote a question down here and i was thinking about all this researching it i said like where do you draw the line between what you consider dark tourism and just being curious about the history. And are you curious about the history because of the dark past that it had? Well, we're a society that has always had violence in it, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we had public hangings. Yep. Mm -hmm. And people would go and watch those and set up their blankets and bring their picnic baskets and, you know, wait for the guy to get hung. I mean, 
there's a story about it right right in Buffalo. I mean, we investigated the library down there, yep. and the original site of the yep. library is where the last public execution took place in Buffalo. So they have pictures of it. Come on, kids. We're going and they downtown. literally have people We're going downtown. sitting We're on the lawn. We're hanging today. Yes. Like, kids. Ma, are you bringing sandwiches? I mean, that's what people Man. did. And if you go even further back, you think about, like, the gallows. People getting their heads chopped off and how everyone stood there and watched it. You know, so, I mean, and even further back, like gladiators going and cutting each other up and, you know, all those things happening and people like the bloodlust of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think there's always been that. It's part of human nature. But have we buried it as a society because it is now a thing, you know, this dark tourism? Um, are there things that are, are seedy little secrets that we keep away and there's only like a certain group of us out there who are fascinated by this? I think a lot of people are fascinated about it. And I think a lot of people have been visiting these kinds of places. Just no. It's just the buzz term that now dark tourism has happened. Right. You know, it's this whole concept of it. Because, like, I was looking at some stuff. And so the 9-11 memorial has had over 23 million people come to it. And it's only been open since 2011. It's a lot. It's a lot of people, right? Um, Auschwitz. In 2015, had 1.53 million visitors. That's not a, a niche little group of people. Mm. That's you know, pretty significant amount of people coming through there. I, it, there's a divide in me on this. Um, we can call it all dark tourism, but to go to Auschwitz and see that, to me, that's not. The dark side of it, that's the historical side of it. To go to... Um, Salem. Uh, uh, that's historical. Yeah. See, that, that's another place I've worked out. Like, Didn't they have know, part of an episode where the lady went to where the apartments were for Jeffrey Dahmer? They're yeah. dark tourism. Oh, that's dark, <laughs> that's tourism. dark tourism. Yeah. You're, you're intrigued by the people that were killed mm-hmm. there, how they were killed there, what was going on in a sense of... Because that was just... That, to me, wasn't... You know, it wasn't a war fighting for something or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like Hitler trying to change the whole generational or the the, the whole yeah. um, generations. Yeah. That's historical in a sense. Is it evil? Yes. But that's more of something that you learn. Dahmer, that's like serial killer type stuff. And it's dark and it's evil. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people go to that. I think, I for me, there's a divide. So this these watching these episodes... I'm like, eh. and here's, that's, here's, that's historical. Oh, that's kind of, oh, that's dark. Yeah, but uh, here's an interesting question then. Because so like Jeffrey Dahmer, dark tourism, mm-hmm. you're going through his apartment. The show, he went through all the sites that were related to Pablo Escobar. How come that's considered yes. dark tourism? Because Pablo Escobar had a huge impact on the it's history con- yeah, of that right. country. Like presidents being elected, like the way that the government was run. Everything. I think they throw the dark into it because he had people removed, killed, and at the time moving all them drugs. Kind of like you know, that's something we go know. we we put away in a corner somewhere unless it ends up in our backyard. Well, I think too it's the spin that you put on it, right? Because like you take like the JFK assassination area, right? You could walk that during broad daylight with an audio guide, and you're going to get all the historical pieces of that. Mm-hmm. You go there at night. And you can get on a tour bus with somebody who looks just like Jackie Kennedy. And she goes through and tells you the experience of watching her husband's head get blown off. And, 
you know, that is the dark <laughs> tourism part of it. You know, yeah. I think a lot of those things have a separation. Like, I agree with you, Jeff. I think, you know, historically, you're going there for historical tour. Mm-hmm. You're doing that. But people are cashing in on that dark side of those things because they wouldn't be doing those tours with the Jackie Kennedy lookalike if there weren't people piling up to take that tour. Right. Right. And those people that are taking that tour are probably not the same people <laughs> that are walking around with their audio recording of, yep. you know, each spot where this is what happened and that's what happened. So, well, it's didn't an, the one guy have the make of the car, the presidential oh, yeah. car, and he's driving him through yeah. the tour? And then they sit there and explain, and he said, Oh, right here is where his brains, part of his brains fell out. And then, you know, if you follow the film, so I'm like, Okay, well, right there's the dark end of that. Yep. But it's also historical in the sense that. That was your president who had a lot of hope. There was a lot of hope going into this guy for the country to change. So, Well, this really struck me because as I was going through and reading about these places, one of the places that they had listed for um, dark tourism was the Troubles tour that I just took when I was in Belfast in Ireland. And I was really surprised by that because... I took the black cab tour. So you basically go to Belfast, you mm-hmm. know, you're in Northern Ireland. You take this tour around with the cat with one of the cabbies there in these black cabs and they tell you about the history of the troubles which was like the uproar between the Protestants and the Catholics and a lot of people died and it was very violent and the city is still separated there and you know, you're going around and you're stopping at these different locations and you're seeing the memorials for different people that you know died right there's murals all over there's like this peace wall that's there and i thought i was taking that from a very historical kind of standpoint you know like i thought i was taking this because i was going to learn something mm-hmm. i was interested to know like the backstory of everything right but i have to admit that when i was on that tour some of it did seem like it was a little creepy like i was like invading you know like Like you you, didn't really feel right as people are like passing us as we're like standing out inside of a war memorial not a war memorial but i mean i guess they did have their own war civil mm -hmm. war you know and you're hearing the stories about how there was you know kids you know being beaten by police in the street and you know houses on fire and all these things happening and you think you're there because (laughs) right you know but really it's like i don't know like something doesn't kind of sit right well, that's like, would you watch the news? Again, I'm going to use the news as the thing. Would you watch the news if it was all fluff every night? You have to have something that... I mean, I get, so if, I know what you're saying. If you're paying money and you're going on a tour like this, yeah. guess what? We're not just going to like, oh, this, that, and everything else. This is what happened here. I mean, yes, there are tours like that. I get it. But I had a choice between doing that or going to the Titanic Museum in Belfast <laughs> because Ooh. our tour split. <laughs> Ooh. And that's what I decided to do because I was like, oh, well, I don't really know anything about that. And I think that would be really interesting. But And it does have a, a, a serious historical significance. Like, it's a good thing that people go on this tour because I did learn a lot, mm-hmm. way more than I ever knew. And it's from the perspective of people that live through it. But there was a part of me that was like, is this like a little, you know, are we exploiting this? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and it... Because you, you have to keep the, 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 the level of curiosity there. You have to throw in the, the darker side of things. Well, and this kind of made me start thinking about other things that we've done, right? Mm-hmm. So Gettysburg. Dark tourism. Why, why not? I wrote down here. Um, 
What about all those Civil War reenactments? That's really weird. And if you look at it from that view, yeah, point of view. Uh, absolutely. And <laughs> I never did until this. It is, but you're also recreating like the pretty a war where people were murdered by the millions, wasn't it? On the battlegrounds mm-hmm. where that's a little weird. You know, and I, I never really thought about this either until we started doing this episode. But you remember um, when we took the tour of Gettysburg and we went through like the Devil's Den area and they had the picture and they show you like the actual picture, postmortem picture of the soldiers yeah. dead and exactly in that spot. So it's like you're looking at the photo mm-hmm. and you're standing in the exact spot that that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, there was a dead body there couple hundred years ago right it's kind of like it's very morbid when you think about it but you're going and it's almost like well we went there because it was historical right we didn't like we weren't ghost hunting while we were there what your intention is yeah i mean you know we weren't ghost hunting on the battlefields trying to stir up some paranormal activity but some of this dark tourism one half of it lends to the other half but if you saw somebody running through the fields at Gettysburg laughing and, and taking selfies with their selfie stick, probably not good. Well, what if you just took a selfie at Gettysburg, um, whatever monument or whatever? I think it's all in the way that you do it. I mean, or, we took pictures there. We took pictures on the covered bridge. Yeah. But, I mean, we didn't, like, get into Devil's Den and, like, get in the positions and be like, take yeah. my picture. Right. <laughs> you know? And I feel like when people don't understand the historical significance of some of these places, it's very easy to not take it seriously. There's a little bit of good in the bad, and there's a little bit of bad in the good. So I think the two have to go hand in hand a little bit. Like when I started thinking about dark tourism, I was thinking about like Chernobyl and, you know, Fukushima and Mm -hmm. the suicide forest Mm -hmm. and places like that. I didn't think about places like the 9-11 Memorial or Gettysburg, or Pearl Harbor, you know? Right. Or, you know, all these other places that I was coming places, across that I was just like, tragic. holy crap. Those places are tragic. But don't like any place we've ever ghost hunted. Yeah. Would that be considered a dark tourist spot? I mean, I guess it potentially could, right? Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. usually the It's usually the spot where a lot of people died. It wasn't good. It's holding energy. It's, it's, there's d- things that happened that were not necessarily like favorable at the time like you said like if you bring in like uh like you know any of these asylums that brought in uh tb victims and uh drunkards and poor people and pregnant women waverly hills yeah you are definitely going to have some dark stuff to that because it all can't be pretty people are there dying but it's historical because of what was going on in the history at the time and our our, how our medical field was or wasn't coping with certain things. Yeah. So mass people were dying because of this stuff, and there was no way for us to stop it. But like I said, one goes with the other. Yeah, now that place is infamous for that, but also it's infamous for ghosts because of all the tragedy that happened there. So, Well, I feel like it's it's hard for me to differentiate, right? Because when I'm thinking about it, it's like, okay, so you have these places that are of historic in nature, you know, that people go to because of the history of them Mm -hmm. and then you have these other places that people go to for like morbid curiosity so when you start talking about this and you start getting into it i was confused by what was considered which one exactly i mean Mm -hmm. you know you talked about jeffrey dahmer there's walking tours of jack the ripper 
Is that the same thing as going to Pearl Harbor? No. Right, but they're lumped into the same category because of... So it has to have some bad element rooted in some type of bad element, whether it's a war, whether it's a serial killer, whether it's a tradition of how, um, you know, like Day of the Dead, how families are handling the, in the how they celebrate death because death is a very, um, it's a very curious thing because we have no true answers to it. So it's something we can't explain. So that's a dark thing that happens. Yeah, go, it's it's tough because like some of these places I wouldn't consider it a dark or oh I want to go there because of the macabre. I'm right. more about well, that's pretty cool how they do their traditions there. Okay, well, and I would think that some of these places probably don't want the label of dark tourism. You know, yeah. I, I mean I can't I can't see like the nine eleven memorial welcoming. No, no. A dark tourism label or any of showing families. up on websites all over the place. Or, yeah, it's right. the same thing. Because they all fought for something. Mm-hmm. Or they had something happen to them that was out of their control that was uh, sad and tragic. Like lots of places in Cambodia where these massive, you know, graves took place. The the I saw one site had the memorial in Rwanda where the genocide, the major like part of the genocide was. And it was like, why, why would you say that that would be a place for dark tourism? Yes, a lot of people died there, but... Well, what about where Jim Jones took all his followers and they drank the Kool-Aid? Guyana's town? Is that... Oh, Jonestown. Jonestown. They took him there and the followers followed him and, you know, we're going to do a mass suicide. Is that a dark tourism? I'm going to go with yeah. Yeah, probably. It's not a happy thing. I well, think. And I heard that they were trying to set up tours of... Um, oh, what's her name? Charles Manson. The family... Sharon kid. Tate? Sharon Tate, Yes. Did you hear this? That they're trying to like open her house, house up now for like tours, so you could like walk through the house and see um, where everything happened. Let's back up a step. Bagans <laughs> bought the house. Oh, is he the yeah. one that's trying to do it? I don't know if he's trying to do it, but <laughs> I know he, he bought the <laughs> house. <laughs> he bought, I believe, he well, of bought. Of course, Jeff Charentes. would know that. It <laughs> stop. It came up on my Google feed, guys. <laughs> I wonder why I came up here. <laughs> <laughs> it was asterisk. Well, maybe Zach he bought Bagans. it so that that didn't happen. I don't know, but I had heard at one point that they were trying to like figure out how they could make that like a tourist attraction. So he might have bought it just for that. And I was just like, that is kind of seriously creepy. Like, who would want to do that? But I mean, I guess there's people out there that would. Mm-hmm. If you want to go take a tour of Jeffrey Dahmer's like life and see where he. You know, picked up people at clubs and took them home and. Do you know those apartments his... are gone, right? For Dahmer, where he lived, they ripped down that whole section of those apartments, well, and it, it's all it is is a paved that, sidewalk. It now. doesn't stop people from going there. That well, that's just, uh, sucked for whoever owned that place. Yeah, because <laughs> now it's just a lot, an empty lot over there with a cement sidewalk, just like that. Well, what'd they do with Hitler, where his bunker was? You walk over it every day in uh, in Germany, or uh, yeah, Germany. Um, it's a, it's a sidewalk. They they filled it in, and it's a sidewalk, and there's buildings all over the place. And you would never know it unless you stopped and looked and someone said, hey, right. this is what's going on. Well, this was an interesting bit of this dark tourism that I came across, too, is that um, I read some information that this is actually helping to preserve Mm-mm. some of the sites because it's bringing in this new crop of money because it's got this new title of you know being on this dark tourism list or you know top 25 dark tourism spots in whatever country it is so 
people are feeling more and more like they should have this label and let people come and do all these, you know, weird things because it's going to bring money in. It's going to help preserve whatever they're trying to preserve. And I, I mean, I guess I get that to a certain extent, but again, it feels very ex- exploitive. It doesn't, Sell out. What? Yeah. They're selling out their ancestors or some type of tradition because it's not really known to man. But then they've been making money on the Lizzie Borden house for how long? Yeah. I that's mean, dark tourism too. Yeah. Why not throw that in there? Well, like you said, you go where man's we want to go step. Let's go to Amityville, the house. That was a, a a mass murder scene that was dark. Like, but that would be dark anywhere if you had a family killed and yeah. you know killed with shotguns and just uh, the craziness that followed. Did anybody else come across the Riddle House in Florida when they were looking up dark tourism? No, no. Kept this house kept coming up the Riddle House. And the only thing I could find is that it's haunted. But it was weird that it just kept popping up on, like, every list I saw for dark tourism in the United States. Hmm. Yeah. You might want to check it out. Check out a little info on it. So the Queen Mary, would that be dark tourism? Yeah, could be. Well, sure. Right. So any place that we go that goes on well, well nobody nobody really died there though that ship right. just got yeah. decommissioned right yeah so do we go to any old asylum that used to be um, Easter State Penitentiary yep okay. that's dark tourism I have a whole list of things that all right what, do you, what else you got what else you've got that we've done that we've done well or it's on your general. list in general um, the catacombs of Paris yeah that was creepy with all the bones mm-hmm. and the skulls and stuff. That's dark tourism. What's historic about it? Other than the fact that that's a cave full of underground tunnels, uh, skulls. I mean, I guess just the history of it itself, the catacombs itself, right? Yeah, but I don't know. why are they buried under the street? Because they couldn't bury them anywhere else. Okay, so it's a burial site. Mm-hmm. But they're making money off of it, right? You go there and you tour it because now it's a thing because... You know, part of our history here in Paris is blah, 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 blah. Would you like to see that? Right. But people have been touring the catacombs for ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that didn't just start happening in the last, you know, 10, 15 years when this became like its own thing. I mean, that was going on forever. Yeah. So if some of the other things we talked about, I guess, it's just like some of them have gotten a bad reputation. What else is on your list? Salem, the entire town of Salem. Basically. That's dark tourism. Think about where, where would that town be without the history that it has? Would it be the nice little touristy area that it is? I know it'd just be like another random suburb of Boston. I don't know. That's kind of it's historic because these mm-hmm. people were being burned at the stake that weren't necessarily witches. You know, they they. It's, it's definitely tough. something that happened in our history that, you know, they probably got wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, would, I wouldn't put that, uh, yeah, I'd put that as historical. You know, um, I think, I, like I said, one hand washes the other. You got to have something in there that, that's, because if it's not dark tourism, that's well, really nothing. Hey, we're going to go to Disney. Well, no, I use Disney. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
we're gonna go to Darien Lake or something like that. You know, it's just, just a you know, how many mark. people died on that roller coaster? Uh, it's only two. <laughs> but they want to start making money. They should talk about that. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta really. You, you can find places that have like that value of dark because there's so many different things that have happened in our past between wars and you know maybe inventions of you know tragedy. So is it ethical to tour these places? Is it, is it ethical, ethical to go to the suicide forest and walk through it in the hopes of finding somebody who's committed suicide no. there? No. That one's a solid no to me because unlike most of the other places we've talked to, that place is still active. active. It's like, it's not history. Like I mean, it is, but it's current it's, history, it's, it's too. It's a current yeah, they're still that's finding happening. 100 bodies yeah. every year there. Yeah. Yeah, that would definitely, yeah, that would be a dark darkness there. But the other places, like you said, that have been done and over with, but we're still learning there's a historical value to them. But the nature of how it became historical is what, you know, and hey, if, a thousand and people died. If there are going to be tours that happen in these places, like should there be guidelines for what you can do or not do? Should you be able to take selfies while you're there? And I think should you be encouraged to be silent when you're going through and touring those places out of respect? You would think, as humans, and here we go, that there would be some level of respect shown when you go to some of these places. Well, I don't know if you remember, Rob, but when we went to Gettysburg the first time, and I think you were in the car with me, right when we got to where the battlefields were, I turned the radio off. And I did that because when I had gone to Gettysburg as a kid with my parents, a couple of times, every single time we would get to that area where you could start to see the battlefields, turn the radio off because that was a sign of just respect for where you were. Every time I go to the cemetery, growing up, and even now when I go visit family, I turn the radio off out of a sign of respect to them. Whether they've done anything or have accomplished anything in their life or they're ordinary Joe, you still give them that respect and you turn the radio down. So you think most normal people know that, that they probably shouldn't run and jack ass tag. It up. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and talk on their phones and answer, you know. Yeah, let's have a picnic over here and we'll, you know, just throw the football around the frisbee for the yeah, day. You think there needs to be guidelines or you think people know enough to. I think it definitely has to be guidelines. Yeah, probably. Human nature I is mean, stupid. I, one of my last questions I wrote down was basically. With dark tourism, is it a difference between glorifying the bad and evil things that happen there or honoring them or remembering them? Regardless of whether there's any kind of whatever mm-hmm. kind of historical significance you had behind them. Should should we be selling keychains at Auschwitz? Yeah. Yeah, like whether it's Auschwitz or Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment. Right. Regardless of the history. You know, selling like pieces of a fifty five gallon drum. Or a vat or whatever. I, I definitely think there needs to be guidelines because human nature is to be stupid and to not one up, but been there, kind of mm-hmm. done that. And our in our age, and not, I'm not saying it didn't happen then, but in our day and age, with so many different ways for media to to post your your stuff, you know, people are going to take advantage of that because it might get them fame, but but their whole moral standard might be different too. You know, it happened, it's done, yeah, whatever. Uh, I can make a buck off of this. You know, they can detach themselves from that morally. 
I would like to think that more more than not, when people go to these dark places, that all right, we have to show respect. People died here. Whether you whether you cared that it was um, Germans or Jews that were dying for whatever battle of the day it was, you still have loss of human life. You still have things that are you know what as your moral compass should be together i think but unfortunately there is a lot of evil in this world there's a lot of bad things that happen that might be caused by the human hand not just by a freak of nature that something like this happened like jeffrey dahmer i think would be a freak of nature he wasn't wired right there was something wrong that led to him being the way he was but you go generate a war in another country because we need money. That's just pure wrong. They're both psychopaths. But different, different ways. Of power. Yeah. yeah. Some some can't, uh, just, I, I believe, some of it when it comes down to, you know, it's so funny, I just had this conversation with uh, one of the guys today. Um, you you want to give, you know, can you take someone and put them in um, a gas chamber? Can you, can you, or electric chair, can you pull the trigger if that's your family member or somebody that this person killed? Do you have the moral compass to say, you know what? He killed mine, I can kill him. So what happens is you have these intentions one way, and then you have stuff like you take that guy that is an electric chair. Maybe there is something seriously wrong. So as a human, is it tragic that we have to take him out or... Do you let this not go down a dark path where you have to kill him? I mean, is there any hope for, I know it's kind of swaying off the topic a little bit. Is there any hope for Savior with this guy? Maybe he really didn't know what he was doing. Maybe the way it, it, it plays out in his head is wrong. But as a society, we look at it and go, wow, that's screwed. Well, Rob, you said what? Glorify versus? Yeah, mm-hmm. glorify the bad or evil or demented things versus like honoring them or remembering the history mm-hmm. so i think that the media has a big role to play in this right because people that are going through and writing articles online about dark tourism and are labeling historical places as dark tourism locations are doing a disservice to the place and to tourism in general because there needs to be a difference. Like you can you can go on the Jack the Ripper tour and you can hawk it up and you can laugh and you can take selfies and you can, you know, chase after your friend with ah, you know, no one is going to think twice about that because of what you're there to do. But if you're walking through a concentration camp and you're doing those exact same things, that is definitely a very different scenario. But if you're going on a dark tourism tour, and you do your research and you get online and you look up dark tourism sites in the UK, you're going to get both of those places coming up on a list. Okay. Because somebody made that list, right? Right. Somebody wrote that article. Somebody made that list. Somebody made the determination that, oh, yeah, they're the same thing. But they're not the same thing, and they shouldn't be treated the same way. You just just brought up a point in my head, like, well, not a point, but a question. So we go on the Jack the Ripper the tour. Or the Jack the Ripper tour. That was so long ago. And the world has changed since then. So you go through it and you're like, oh, that's where that person got murdered. Or oh, this is where he's, the alley he ran down. Oh, some guy did this. And oh, then he ended up over here surgically taking her apart. Oh, wow, that's kind of cool. But there's a, I don't know, a bus stop there now. 
you take that and then you take something a little more recent, like Jeffrey Dahmer, kind of the same scenario, just different ways of doing the things that he did to kill. Is that because Jeffrey Dahmer is more relevant today than Jack the Ripper in a time frame? So if you take your 30 to 40-year-old crowd who actually remembers that event and being there, is that more serious for the Jeffrey Dahmer incident? Or is it just as serious with Jack the Ripper, even though a lot of those people aren't around anymore well, from that time frame? Jeffrey Dahmer was a real person, though, right? He got arrested. Well, somebody was killing these he people went, off. He, yeah, I, I agree. But my point is, is that Jack the Ripper is a legend because no one actually knows who he was, even to this day. There's a lot of speculation. They think they've solved it, but really... But in the end result, people were getting killed in the same style and manner. So somebody, just because we don't have a, uh, a face and a name. Uh, but that's that's where the difference is. Because when you have the the legend of something, that's very different than watching court TV and seeing Jeffrey Dahmer on trial and hearing all the gruesome things he did and seeing the autopsy photos and all of those kinds of things. Like, it's more real. Mm-hmm. Not to be disrespectful to the people that, you know, were murdered because right. that's terrible. We can all agree on that no matter right. what the circumstances are. But when you know the ins and outs of a crime and someone was arrested and tried and convicted of that crime, that to me is different than retracing the supposed path of something that's more legendary <clears throat> than it is anything else. Yeah, I think Jack the Ripper probably wouldn't be nearly as big if, if even known at all if it was like an open and shut case back then, if they found the guy, rested him, and it was done. I mean, he, you don't think it was be it would be as big? Not nearly, not even close. It was still was he was he considered one of the first um, mass serial killers? He only killed what four people? I thought it was a larger number. Mm-mm. It was only like four women, Whitechapel, okay. in like a span of a very just a couple of years. I mean. H.H. Okay, so H. Holmes so, was, like, the first serial killer. Right. There's no tour going around and showing you all of the places H.H. H. Holmes killed people at. I mean, he was that, – that building that he built, where was it? Chicago? Mm-hmm. I mean, the murder castle, over at least 200 people, they think, died just in that castle alone. I mean, he was the first true serial killer. When we had the term serial killer, I'm right. sure there, you know, there's been people in history that have killed a ton of people. So, okay, that, then, okay, I'm starting to switch a little bit to the side there. So, Jack the Ripper, like you said, it's a legend. It's the legend. We don't have anything it's that we can It's the mystique behind the legend that right. intrigues people. We didn't, we didn't have a mm-hmm. face to post. We had an idea of who it might have been, but until they dragged someone in there and got them confessed on the murders, it's... It's more about the intrigue and, you know, oh, Lizzie Borden, another one. Although they've determined it was, I don't know who, they finally, after switching around so many times. But that's another legend. So people visit the house, you know. Um, so maybe that shouldn't be taken into dark tourism-ish. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think it's just it's sloppy when you start labeling everything that way that has a tragic history. Because I think then you start att- attracting the wrong kind of people that want to come and see it for the wrong kind of reasons. So should there be a limitation to what we do when it comes to dark tourism? 
like they went like I said they he went to the one country and they the day of the dead or whatever they pulled up the, the grandmother and they celebrated her mm-hmm. so it was a happy thing but yet well who digs up their grandmother well the grandmother wasn't really buried per se she was wrapped in a thousand blankets and whatever and they had her somewhat preserved um, that's more of a celebration so that's more of a, a tradition that people are doing it's not so much evil and creepy yeah I mean I think as long as people are respectful right yep because how many times like I don't know it kept popping up on my list like the Ganges River where they go and they cremate all the bodies mm-hmm. and how like polluted that river has become because of how many bodies they've cremated there and I don't think you're going to go down there and take a selfie while there's a body in the background burning so that they can put it down the river. You know what I mean? I just, that to me is not the same as putting on a radiation suit and going into a hot zone and taking a picture next to an old amusement park that no one's used in 50 years. Those I think are very different things. Absolutely. Yeah. But when people just start labeling everything as dark tourism because of the history it has, it like I said, it gets sloppy. Well, we can make <clears throat> we can make the power plant in Niagara Falls a dark place. We can make Love Canal a dark place. Right. <laughs> Think about how many people went over the falls in a barrel. Yeah. How many people died building the power? Um, you know, the main power authority over there. I mean, there was a lot of death attributed. The Erie Canal. Erie Canal. There you go. I mean, we can go on with the list of it, but does it seem dark and macabre? No, it's just part of the history. This is what happened. Right. Well, New Era Field. This is how bad the bills are. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still alive. They're dark and tragic history. <laughs> they should be on the dark tours and stops. Here, the Buff- uh, Orchard Park. That's fine. <laughs> I mean... You have the History Channel for a reason, and then you have like these, like I said, this Netflix show running, Dark Tourism. They're going to places that maybe the History Channel ain't going to cover. You know, I, I can see the history side of it. You know, all right, we know about Germany, we know about the World War II, we know about this, we know about that, but what about this little country over here that we barely even hear of? It's you know, population two thousand, but they have this weird thing that they do. All right, so you dig something up on that and be like, all right, that's dark. That's super dark. Yeah, I just always thought of dark tourism as like old abandoned amusement parks, you know, things of that kind of nature, old abandoned mm-hmm. asylums, hospitals. Mm-hmm. Or that place in Pennsylvania. With, um, Helltown? Yeah. Yep. Like no one died there. It's just a messed up town. Right. But when I started to do some research <laughs> and all these other things started popping up, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I, you know, right. I wouldn't put that on there. I, oof, that kind of makes me uncomfortable. But you gotta have something to make it sell. Some things, some things are built in on their own. JFK, great. Atomic testing site in Nevada. Built in. <laughs> Perfect. Dark tourism. Yeah, let's go there. Let's see where they blew up crap. <laughs> and you know, everyone ended up with cancer there that worked there. So that's a great spot to go yeah. and visit. Mm-hmm. It's I, I think it's all how it's in, it's labeled, and how they want to present it, but they present it I think on both sides if they can. Well, this is becoming a very very lucrative business. I was just gonna say, yep. 
and mm-hmm. people are very open to label their establishments and their sites with this because it obviously brings more people in. I think my only advice is that if you're into dark tourism or you want to get into dark tourism, mm-hmm. do some research. And if it's an area that has historical significance, maybe skip over that one and go to some place that's a little, you know, less tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Skip the war memorials. Skip the things related to, you know, some person killing huge groups of people for whatever reason. Because it's happened in a lot of countries. You know, Rwanda, Cambodia, you know, China, Germany, Poland. I mean, the United States, we've had our own tourism boom from the 9-11 memorial and other things. Dahmer, Lizzie Borden, um, your, uh, some of your places that had mass killings. You know, you, you... we got our own little things. It might not be as historical as some of our of the other places like overseas, but it's definitely gotten its dark side. And if you are going to go to those historical places because you have a genuine, you know, interest in the knowledge of it and mm-hmm. you want to pay your respects, like then do that. Don't take selfies, people. Mm. No selfies. Don't take selfies. That means you millennials. Of you know, heads in the catacombs in Paris. It's not Instagram worthy. It's disrespectful. Well, well, that got a little preachy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> People used to take pictures of their families that died, and they had them laid out in their houses. But they took pictures to remember them by. Well, yeah, you're. That's a good point because I had that on here. Is like things that we've done in the past, like the public hangings, the burnings of people, the postmortem photography. Oh yeah, that was. Just- but again, they're trying to keep it as a family thing. But that's still... It's creepy. Is it because we don't practice it anymore? I mean, I find it intriguing, actually, because I'm always curious how they propped people up and what they did with oh, them yeah. and how they made them you know, still kind of seem like they're alive. Yeah, even though the eyes gave it away all the you time. Know, and that's probably... That's not, you know, not everyone's probably interested in that <laughs> in the same right. way I am. Right, that's definitely, that's, that's more of a, uh, like, what, what can I seek out on the dark web here? Ooh. Um, I think it's natural to be curious. It's natural to want to experience things because we are all human. But it's just a matter of doing it in a respectful manner. And some places should, in my opinion, just be off limits for that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, you want to come in with, like, a group of students with a legit tour guide, that's one thing. But if you're just coming in because you got a Groupon. I mean, but that's that's the way the world works. That's what we live in. You know, you take it back to uh, the 40s or 50s. That's more of a innocent time. But stuff like that was still going on. But you, you didn't talk about it, and it was very um, closed off. You're like, ooh. Yeah, those, and they leave it at that. But inside your head, you're going, wow, were they split in half? Was this happening? What did this ha- Why did this happen? Is where today's society, everything's out in the open. You can, you got everything at your fingertips. You can see and do what you want. You have a bucket list you can create. Anywhere in the 40s, did you ever hear bucket list? No. People did their jobs. They were like, it was whole, a little more wholesome, I should say. Today, people want adventure. People want the next big thing that's going to really 
take it to the next level for them and be that world experience type of um, person. So if you could go anywhere in this dark tourism realm, you could pick a place, where would you go? Let us know at parababblepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, that's how Rob got out of that one. Is it you wanted the, you want us to answer? Yeah. I'm just curious to know, like if you could go anywhere, where would you go? Mm. I would go to Auschwitz. I I'm very curious about that. And almost for the darkness. Because it has that heavy element. You know, there was a lot of um death. And that's gotta hang over it. So that would probably be one of my probably one of my top three or four places if I had an opportunity mm. just to travel out there and say Rob, hey. where would you go? I mean it's tough. I mean there's so many. It's <laughs> somebody that we've already been to too. And it's <laughs> it's like I don't know, you think about like the catacombs in Paris or um with all the pee down there? Pee? Well, don't they pee in the streets? Okay, I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> Still a thing out there, I guess. <laughs> the French. De French. I mean, some of them I find intriguing, but I wouldn't want to go there, you know? Like what? Like the Pablo Escobar sites. I wouldn't want to go down to Colombia. Yeah, That's no. dangerous. <laughs> no. It looks good for my TV set. Like, oh, this is like, what he uh, did. Like he... the suicide forest. Like, it'd be kind of cool, but I don't want to find a dead body thing in there. <sighs> yeah, suicide <laughs> forest, I'm on the line with mm-hmm. that thing. I would think I would. And you know what? The intriguing thing is, finding a body. That's the dark side. To me, that's like, okay, great, everyone committed suicide. Oh, there's a tent. Oh, there's some food. There's a, Oh, there's a trail of ropes in case they want to back out. Yeah, super. Where's where's the payoff here? Where's I mean, the body? I might have to go with, like, the tours of uh, serial killer locations, like the Dahmer places and mm-hmm. any other serial killer tours that might be out there. Yeah, so there's lots. Mm-hmm. Of, there's lots of, and you can, like you said, you can decipher it any which way you want, depending on the type of person. You might go there because of the darkness to it, or you might go for the historical value. And people should let us know. Or they might lie and say that they are going for the historical value, but really they're just creepy. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> So they should let us know where they want to go. Yeah, Is that yeah, what you said? Yeah, people want, should let us know where they want to go and let us know of more dark tourist places that we might not have thought of yet. At Parababble, Facebook, um, and Twitter, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if it's really dark tourism, but I want to go to the island of the dolls. Oh, yeah, that's pretty dark just because dolls are creepy. Island of dolls? Oh, yeah. You don't know about this place? I've heard of it, uh, generally speaking. Um... It's an island full of dolls. Literally. Yeah, what's creepy about that? What's not creepy about they're that? They're dolls. <laughs> but they're just dolls. Have you seen... All right. It's, just Google that. Yeah, Look Google at the pictures later. of it. That's like... Um, that's a topic for itself, even. That's like, you know... Um, the guy started it because he lost his daughter, and then all of a sudden he found this doll like floating in the river, and he thought it was like his daughter reincarnated. So he picked up the doll... And put it in on the island with him, and then people heard about this and started bringing him dolls, and all these dolls started showing up there. So it's an entire island full of really super creepy dolls. 
Hmm. Send us your places at parabellapodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> Rob is just trying to dash out Rob's of the darkness. Like, don't start this discussion. Think about how many dolls. <laughs> See, there he goes. Think, think about this because we could go into like spirit attachments. How many of those dolls actually had a kid that might have passed away or died at birth? How many were haunted dolls that someone bought off of eBay? Right. So, yeah. Yep, and we're spiraling. All right. Right down that hole of, oh my gosh. Time to go. <laughs> so, yes, so we are all in favor that dark tourism is a thing that is real, but I, for me, it's all in how you perceive it. It's definitely yep. real, and it's happening, whether we like it or not. And we've probably done it without even knowing it. Yes, we this have. show. Yeah, all yes, of us. Yes, we're dark tourists. If I listen to a show with all just darkness on it, then guess what? It's You're in the those, dark. You know, you watch that show Oddities. <laughs> You're in the dark. You know, that's odd. It's dark. It's dark. dark, dark There's dark, history to a lot of the things that they have there. You're in the Upside Down. Yeah. Whoa. That's a dark tourist location. The Upside Down? Mm-hmm. What's the Upside Down? Really? Google it. Why am I getting more Google tonight oh than anything? God. This this hurts. I can't even. Wow, it's Friday the Thirteenth though. Yeah. Again, well, not when people are listening to this like five weeks from now. That's okay. Are we still doing the show? Six weeks from now. <laughs> I, I think know. the show ended like a couple minutes well, ago. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. It should have. What? Wouldn't Friday the Thirteenth fall under dark? Tourism? No. No, you can't tour a date. But it's a dark date. No, you don't. You don't have to tour it necessarily. It's more of an idea, and I, I right? Friday yeah. the Thirteenth is only considered to be a bad, an unlucky number because of the initial history with the Templar Knights. Yeah, but how many things have happened on the Thirteenth that have been bad on a Friday? None. It's usually a good luck day no, for me. No, there was this one time. Uh, there was this camp. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Crystal Lake. Yeah, yeah, that one. There was this guy with um, he wore a mask like a, like one of those old hockey masks that the goalies used to wear before. Like they came up with this sounds like like a good idea so that they didn't have concussions and stuff. Right. And he wore one of those, and he he killed a bunch of people, like a bunch of camp counselors, Mm. with a machete and various other objects that he found. He was a good swimmer. He sure was. He could hold his breath. Yeah. On Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, he did that on Friday the thirteenth. Like, yeah. like every Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> he just waited for the next yeah. one. He had a calendar. He crossed yeah. off the days. Had the Friday the thirteenth circled. Um, just for the Some record, the thirteenth on Friday is going to be March. Can't wait for the next one. <laughs> what, what if it fell on a on a month that there wasn't camp happening? We're in trouble. Then he's screwed because if he doesn't get that Friday the thirteenth between like June and August, what are you doing? He's got to wait. Sharpening his machete. Mm-hmm. He's got to wait. Yeah. So you can't take an idea of something being dark. Like what, we what about the occult? <laughs> what are we Hang on here. What are about we gonna the occult? End this because if we go another two minutes, I have to edit more. <laughs> never gonna end wow <laughs> this is what it's come down to what are you yeah. asking about the occult for well don't don't they have certain uh days or uh times of the season that might be more important so can you take that's like, not the occult that's a religion called well, wicca or but, paganism but couldn't you take an intangible like that and have something bad attached to it 
no, those are Sabbaths. They're, and they follow the wheels of the year. So it's the changing of the seasons. It's like the first day of spring, the first day of autumn, the summer equinox, the fall equinox. Like their holidays go on the changing of the seasons. Halloween. Halloween is Samhain, mm. which is the end of the harvest. Rob's starting to sweat because he doesn't want to add it. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, it's oh, just God. Be this like is an abrupt ending. I already said we were spiraling like 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. We have 50 <laughs> seconds. I tried. Well, I, hit, I, I grabbed onto a couple of the walls on the way down. I'm like, but wait no. a minute. <laughs> Paganism is not dark tourism. <laughs> the end. <laughs> KKK. Oh, God. <laughs> you can't visit the cake. Oh, I guess you could. But you could. You can't <laughs> you kind of guess, but how many houses were burned? How many churches were burned? What happened? Think about it. <laughs> them burning Jeff and just, putting crosses. Like, Jeff's just gonna show up to a class with this Groupon. <laughs> like, I don't know. The Uber oh, no. drop. I'm not gonna Two do a Groupon. One. That's just cheapening the, the minute. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, KKK, I'm here for the dark tourism. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Nope. Uh -uh. There's any dark chocolate in town. Um, Oh, God. All right. Well, this is Parababble. You can reach us at podcast, iBeam, iBeam. I apologize. I'm sorry. (laughs) Podbeam. The moon is affecting us. iTunes. We're everywhere. Yeah, we are. Just look us up. You'll hear the rest. Yeah, hopefully, maybe not. Signing off.